0: The dances that they've done. It was terrific. So um, keep that in mind. Um, Now, I just wanted to ask you we have, you know, to get to a Sunday morning like this, there's a lot that actually happens. Um, (laughs) You're going to hear the words. So, welcome. Good morning. What a beautiful time of year it is. Let's look at the scripture for today. Genesis, uh, sorry. Gen- yes, Genesis chapter twenty-six, verses one to twenty-two. Now there was a famine in the land, besides the earlier famine of Abraham's time, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Jerat. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt, live in the land where I tell you to live, stay in this land for a while and I will be with you and will bless you. But to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as you numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands. And through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because Abraham obeyed me and kept my requirements, my commands, my decrees and my laws. So Isaac stayed in Jerah. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he said, She is my sister because he was afraid to say she is my wife. He thought the men of this place might kill me on account of Rebekah because she is beautiful. When Isaac had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked down from a window and saw Isaac caressing his wife, Rebekah. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, She is really your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac answered him, Because I thought I might lose my life on account of her. Then Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? One of the men might well have slept with your wife and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech gave orders to all the people, anyone who molests this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Isaac planted crops in that land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So all the wells that his father's servants had done in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But, there's always a but, isn't there? But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Esik because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well. But they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitar. He moved on from there and dug another well and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth saying, Now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. Well, what a story. If you find yourself in an anxious time or a painful season or a difficult transition, take comfort from the life of Isaac. Things were not easy after Isaac's father Abraham died. His brother Ishmael was bitter because of the inheritance, because Jacob had the firstborn's inheritance. There was a famine in Beelahar Roy, the land where Isaac lived, and he moved to Gerar, the land of the Philistines, where Abimelech was their king. Now, as we read in the scripture, God had appeared to Isaac and warned him not to go to Egypt, renewed his promise of blessing in the same in accordance with the promise that he made to Abraham. But Isaac, out of fear, lied to the Philistines about the identity of Rebekah, his wife, But in God's mercy, he was treated favorably by them at first. Isaac sowed in the land and reaped a hundredfold. God blessed him. He was prosperous. However, as we read, the Philistines started to envy him. And they stopped up his wells out of that envy. And in Old Testament times, filling up a well, stopping a well, was like a declaration of war. And so the water no longer flowed, it was was tainted, no longer available when the well was filled up. So Isaac decided to move and redig the wells from his father's time, from Abraham's time. But as we find out, every time he dug a new well, the Philistines would turn up and they would claim it as theirs. Isaac, which was the first well that he re Represents a place of contention, a place of strife. Probably at first glance, Esek seemed to be a wonderful place. It must have been what it looked like from his father's time. He probably remembered good times in that place. However, in Esek, all he found were problems. Contention, issues, strife. And at times in our lives when we look for the water of life, when we want to get that from our well, we may come and find ourselves in places of strife or of difficulty. I want to say to you this morning, don't dwell in the place of strife. Don't camp there. You know, we can dwell in a place in our minds. We can continue to mull over those things. We can think about what has happened. We can think about the situation that we are in. We can become bitter by doing that. We can find our hearts start to harden because those are the things that we are thinking on. We can be dwelling there. And if we do that, then that is the place that we stay because we are camping there. But Isaac moved on. And he dug another well. And he called it Sitna. Because the same thing happened again. Sitna actually means enmity and it represents hatred. The word comes from the same Hebrew root as the word Satan does. It speaks of the well or the place of opposition, of enmity, of ongoing warfare, of things coming against you. What a depressing trend for Isaac. How hard would that be? It's like one step forward, three steps back. One step forward, three steps back. But Isaac kept moving forward. He kept going. Just as we need to keep going forward in God. Just as we need to walk on and not camp in that place, not dwell on those things, we can really learn something from what Isaac did in this passage. He was believing. He was faithful to God. He kept going on. Even when things were coming against him, he just kept going on. He kept going forward. Faithful in prayer being faithful in our daily lives. We just need to keep going on. You know, when we are in places with contentious wells, so of Isaac and Sitna, it can tend to drain the life out of us. We can tend to feel exhausted. We can tend to feel we're not getting any refreshing. Because it's a difficult place. It's a hard place. The waters are tasting bitter. You know, these are the hard places we are, where we are most tempted to quit, to give up or just to stay in that place, just to think about that and not look to God not go forward. But Isaac was in a place where he had to decide just how far... He was willing to go. And he kept his eyes on God just as we do need to today. He moved through. He moved forward. And we need to do this spiritually every day of our lives. Many today are in that same place. We all go through times which can be hard, which can be difficult. The enemy has tried to come and fill in our source of life, our well. He's tried to throw rocks in it. Problems, difficulties, work issues, finance issues, health issues, you name it. Satan will try to do that. He will try to fill up our wells with those things so that we can't drink the water of life that God wants us to have every day. Well, I want to say to you today, we need to move forward from that. We need to keep going. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord, just as Isaac did. And this is an opportunity for God to see what we're made of, but for us to see what we're made of too, because we can grow through these times. And Isaac found himself with new opportunities. Would he keep going? Would he keep going? Well, he journeyed a bit further and he went to Rehoboth. And in Genesis twenty six twenty two, it says, And he moved away from there and dug another well, And they did not quarrel over it, so he named it Rehoboth. And he said, at last the Lord has made room for us and we will flourish in the land. And Rehoboth has an entirely different meaning to the other two. It means a place of enlargement, a place of flourishing. It represents a room, room or a wide space. That sounds good, doesn't it? It's a place of comfort. Things seem to finally settle down for Isaac. We get a chance to breathe. The strife and the contention seem to stop. The opposition settles and God is giving you some comfort, some relief. You know, all of us will encounter multiple obstacles on our journey in life, on our road towards the promises that God has for us. Have you had hard times? I have. We all do. We all do. I remember when um, we first went out to Fregon as missionaries and, you know, I was 25 and seven and a half months pregnant. It was 500 kilometres southwest of Alice Springs. and You may think that's isolated today, but let me tell you, it was more isolated back then. We had the two-way radio with the Royal Flying Doctor Service and that was it. No phones, no computers, young people. It was three years before we got a radio phone, one for the whole community. And there was a button on it and you had to switch the button on to speak and let it off so you could hear the other person. That was pretty smart tech when we got that, I can tell you. Mail plane twice a week to the nearest community. Later on, we got it flying into our community. Hey, red-letter day when we went and picked up the mail. I've still got the photo. An easy time? Nah. Lots of hard times. You know, I had a rock thrown, no, a brick thrown at my head once. and You know, sometimes it was, it was just hard. But other times were precious, special, lovely times. It's like God did give me Raberhoff times in the middle of hardships and difficulties. But you know, sometimes I look, I think back on those times and I was Ann Junkayo and um, Ingrid Treacle. Yeah, rang us yesterday and we had such a lovely chat to them. This is 34 years after we left there, mind you. I've <laughs> become my friends on Facebook recently. They found me on Facebook. Hello, how about that? Mobiles in free gone. <laughs> but, you know, God used those times. He grew me. He matured me. And, you know... Although some of them were hard, what Satan meant for evil, God used used for good. And you know, we can all just relate to that and allow God to use the hard times in our life. And he did give me Rehoboth times during those six years we spent there. Yeah, there were hard times, but gee, there were some great times, and that's the times I prefer to remember too. There were great times of drinking the fresh water out of the well. There were great times of really feeling very loved and cared for. You know, when I got the brick chucked at my head, some of my Aboriginal women friends came and just stood around me and said, John... Time to go to your house, have a cup of tea. <laughs> it's like, get out of here, girl. <laughs> go and have a cup of tea. <laughs> That's so sweet. You know, if we do what we call to do, God will look after us. Even though we may go through hard times, he will give us Rahaboth times also and we will drink from his wells of water. You know, once I was, um, it was about 12 years ago, maybe 13 years ago, and I was just feeling in a really, really hard place, questioning. It's like, God, am I really doing what you've called me to do? Is this, you know, are you sure you want me to do this? I was just finding things a bit hard at the time and it was a bit tough and stuff can happen and I felt as though, I was, you know, my wells were getting filled up and Satan was, was chucking stuff in my wells and filling them up. And I'm driving along the freeway into Simo and Dad and I was just having, you know, I was just thinking on the hard time. And anyway, I remember that. I, you know, I actually cried out to God out loud and say, God, is this this is so hard. Do I need to keep doing this? <laughs> it's tough, God. Song, next song that came on the CD. it just flooded the car. I have chosen you. I went. What? And I listened to it and then I thought, oh, it's on that CD, it's probably just a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm heading off the Stanley Street exit, which I know very, very well from 13 years of visiting my parents there. I'm heading down the freeway and it's I have chosen you flooding in the car and I'm going, oh, it's just a coincidence. And I got down off the freeway, I turned left onto the street and a car slid in front of me. I still don't know just how it slid in like that. But I just looked at the back of it and the registration number was chosen (laughs) got it gods (laughs) I know I still go wow and I went oh my goodness and then I really did cry but somehow I got through Vulture Street and everything safely to where I was going I think there was an angel helping But, you know, God is there for us. That changed things. It changed things for me. I really understood that God was there for me, that he had a purpose for me, that, yes, there would be hard times. Yes, that's true. But he would take me through. And the stuff at Satan that Satan was throwing at me into my wells was that day defeated. So I'm talking about a spiritual journey that this story of Isaac represents to us. I moved on in my heart, my soul, my spirit, my mind from the place where I had been of total pity party into a new place in God. My attitude changed. I learned a lot from that. I went to a new well. God took me through to it. So the lesson here is simple. We must keep walking by faith even when we feel trapped in Philistine territory. We must keep trudging ahead. We must turn the next corner. We must conquer the next hill, the next mountain. There is a Rehoboth handy. There is a rehaboth coming. There is a Rehoboth nearby. And it's coming for you. Maybe the past few weeks, months or years have not been easy. Maybe you've felt that the devil has been contending for your family, your finances, your ministry, your, your health. Satan tries it in whatever area he can. He threw all this discouragement at you to stop you from advancing and he will use anything he can to stop you. He is the deceiver. He is the father of all lies. So he fills the well with all these things like he's throwing rocks into them and he wants you to keep you in a desert. But Rehoboth means broad place. It refers to the land of inheritance that only God can give you and that the enemy cannot steal from you. But we need to go forward. Psalm 18 verse 19 reminds us of the place God brought King David when he announced in Psalm 18 verse 19, The Lord brought me forth also into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Do you know God delights in you? He created you, just you, different from anybody else in the whole world because he he wanted to delight in you. You know, Isaac dug two wells that ended up in strife and accusation. He didn't get mad or frustrated or disappointed or, and just quit. No, he might have been a bit upset, but he kept going forward. And this is where God made the room for him to flourish. God still makes room today. There is a Rehoboth coming for you. It's on the way because God's had a plan, has a plan that will not be frustrated. It will succeed. He will make room for you again and again so that you can be fruitful in God's place, in God's time. Just keep going. Always be ready for the Lord to lead you forward. Remember, though, that the enemy is at work. We are in warfare. The Bible states that very, very cl- clearly to us. <coughs> I just want to speak life into you this morning. Because God's good. Because God's good. You know, I, sometimes God just gives us a little Rahaboth time. Last week I was actually in intense pain between my shoulder blades because I'd been, actually because I'd been sewing, making new Punjabis for India for our next visit, as you do. And pain, so I I took two Panadol and didn't even touch it and I'd been making some meals and freezing them upstairs and it's like the machine was on and I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, what am I going to do? I think I'll go down and maybe really hit the strong painkiller or something. It was so, it was so intense. I, you know, it's rarely like that. But it was so intense, I could hardly even stay up. So I thought, 10 minutes to finish. Okay, I'll just sit down. So I sat down I had my laptop open and I thought to myself, "Ah, oh, I wanted to send a link through to a dear friend um, from, do you remember Pastor Bruce had the song um, I Shall Behold Him, Sandy Patty sang the other Sunday and I wanted to send the link through to a friend. So I thought, I'll find that video clip on YouTube, Just I've got 10 minutes, and I opened up the laptop and then I thought, oh, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. So I'm sitting there and I get overwhelmed by this song. Just completely overwhelmed by it. And I'm just sitting there listening to it. And I just, you know, often when I listen to it, which I do every month or two, you know, tears were just coming down my cheeks because I'm just thinking, yes, Lord, one day I'm going to behold you face to face. That is so exciting. And then... I got to that one I thought, oh, I think I'll just listen to another one. And so I was listening to another one of Sandy Patty's, and it was just beautiful. And suddenly my machine goes beep, 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 beep and I go, oh, okay, 10 minutes are up. I stand up and I suddenly think, I have no pain. That does not happen in 10 minutes. I have no pain. I didn't ask for healing. I wasn't even expecting healing to tell you the truth, although that may say it's somewhat heretical, but you know what I mean. But the pain was 95% gone. And the last 5% went over, went in the next hour or two. And now I thought later, I was very thankful to God, believe me, but I just thought later, Yeah, God, I get it. Actually, I went to you. I went to the well and you gave me a Rehoboth well time. It just came like that. So I'm believing these times are not just seasons, whole seasons. They can just be times of refreshing and boy was i refreshed it was just amazing so i want to say to you this morning keep going whatever's come against you keep your eyes on jesus look to the lord don't stay in that place of dwelling on that stuff that's how you stay there that's how you camp there we don't want to be dwelling in that well, in that place. We want to be going on to what God has for us. And as we dig a new well in, in him, he will come to us because that is his promise. As David did, focus on the Lord. You know, there is a Rehoboth down the road for you. If you're going through a hard time at the moment, keep your eyes on Jesus. There is your Rehoboth just coming. It's close. It's down the road. There's a new thing coming. It's a place of spiritual fulfillment, but it's also a garden of intimacy with God. And press on for God and expect him to fulfill his promise because he will. Amen? Let's stand. Lord, we come to you this morning... We thank you, Lord, that you are with us. You are with us on the journey, Lord. Even when our wells seem to get clogged up and rocks thrown in of issues, of problems, of discouragement, of hurt, whatever it is, Lord, we will go on for you. We will keep walking on the journey. And, Lord, we know that you have a well of Rehoboth for us. We, we know that you are the spring of our existence. We know, Lord, you are our water of life. And, Lord, as we look to you, as we look to you, as we look to you, we know that you will bring that into being. And, Lord, we say Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're facing anything at the moment and you just think, yeah, I would like prayer for that, please come forward. The altar is open. If you have a healing need, come forward. We, would, we have folk here who just delight in praying for you and who believe God for you. And if there's anything... If you don't know Jesus and you think, gee, I want to know this Jesus, this amazing Jesus, come forward. We'll help you to know him. Let's sing.